205 Goddamn episode 205 Serious Rap Shit Podcast I'm John your host I'm Josh your other host and Yeah what's what's going on Josh I'm chilling man I'm chilling Waiting for uh, the trade deadline See if we make a move <laughs> Is the deadline Thursday? Deadline is Thursday uh, at 3 o'clock Okay okay Yeah man it, it's They already making moves they already making moves. New Orleans traded for CJ. Dog. <laughs> Dog. That shit. Um, are they trying to? I've, I've seen a couple people uh, just in the, you know, the, I don't know, few hours since it was announced uh, float this theory. Is Portland trying to, like, force Dame to, to, to request trade. a trade? I get, dude. They got nobody on that team now. Yeah. Like they've traded away. Like the only other person who's on that team that's like any good is the center, uh, Nurkic. I think his name is Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's decent. He's a clutch client too, so like he may be asking his way out. Um, yeah. So, and, and from what I heard, Dame isn't coming back this year. Um, he he can't at this point. Nah, his. Apparently, like his that core muscle issue or whatever the fuck it was, like that mm. really tore his it tore him up. So like he's oh, wow. out for the rest of the year, yeah. and so he's they're not going to trade him this year. Obviously, they'll probably wait to the off season. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're just trying to like, hey man, we're selling off. Like yeah, this team isn't good enough, and no matter who you like. Even if they landed the first two picks in the draft, like they're not going to help Dame win a title in the next two years right. or something. Like you know what I mean? Little, so you know, nineteen twenty year old, yeah, if that, yeah, you know what I mean? Nah, it's not going to happen. So they're not going to help anybody win a fucking title in the next year or two. So Man. you have to like think about like, all right, well then we need to trade. We got to trade Dame, and like hopefully we're trading everything away, and he'll just be like, "Hey, you got? Can you guys trade me?" And like maybe it'll yeah. work it out where he does it behind the scenes, and then they just trade him, and that way it doesn't ever look bad. He's like, "Oh, I love it here. I'm in, I'm in. What they call that shit? Uh, whatever they call that shit. They <laughs> Rip have, City. Like, yeah, yeah, Rip City. Yeah, like I, I'm Rip City. <laughs> blah 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 blah. And that way he doesn't look bad for saying that for all these years. Yeah. Um. But man, like you ain't winning no titles with like Eric Bledsoe and Josh Hart on the team. Like, you know what I mean? He got the niggas that uh, Will Farrell was hooping with yeah. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the semi pro. Yeah. He's That's not the niggas winning. he got on his team. Man. Yeah. I, Andre C. Thousand out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, no he ain't winning no titles whatsoever. Nah. Yo, I'm, I'm curious uh, how you feel about this. You know, I don't I don't I don't know what the hell the Sixers are doing. You know, I'm ride or die with the Sixers and like stupidly optimistic with the Sixers. With one, do you think it's possible for us to get Dame or Harden? And if it were possible, who would you rather have between the two of them? So I think it's possible to get both of them. Mm-hmm. Like separately, you know what I mean, but, but possibly to get both. Well, of them. yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, so, um, 
I've been a big Dane fan. First of all, Portland's been my second team since she's been there. So like yeah. I root yeah. for Portland, you know what I mean, low key anyway. And I love Dane. But man, he's a small guard in you know, into into his thirties now. Yeah. And I think he'll be thirty two next year. It worries me a little, and he did not have a great year this year. Now, granted, maybe it was the injury, maybe it was the core injury, and it really That's what it I held assume. him back. Yeah, yeah, it was it was him being hurt. Yeah, um, and that could be it, and he come back next year and be great. And like you know, maybe you look stupid if you don't make the deal. <clears throat> so I do, I, I I like Dame, and if I if I knew he was going to be fine and come back off of that good, I'd wait for Dame and make the deal for Dame. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't love Harden's game. Harden's game kind of annoys me to watch. I hate watching James yeah. Harden play basketball. I really do. That's, you know, much love to him. Yeah, that's not you know to say saying? he isn't. As a human. That's not to say he isn't the best fucking, one of the best scorers of all time. And, you know. 100%. He learned the game. He learned to trick the game. Like, that's, you know what I mean? He he got he got the edges. He and one thing I will say, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he's he's starting to get older and blah, blah, blah. He has an old man's game anyway. That's the thing. So <laughs> I don't play like my uncle. Yeah. So you I, know don't what I'm think, saying? I don't think he's like his game will age is bad. He's also people don't give him the credit for it, but he's an unbelievably smart player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Clever. great passer, too. Like he immediately becomes the best passer on this team if he if we trade for him. Yeah. Like immediately becomes the best passer on this team. He's really smart. Um, and Embiid, uh, Harden pick and roll would be deadly. I think it would be deadly with Lillard too. Mm. Like I'm, that's not to dismiss that, but like it would yeah. be deadly, especially if Embiid really starts to roll to the rim, which he doesn't do really hard. But if mm-hmm. he rolls hard to the rim, like that's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Um, and. I think I think Harden would be checked in, where I think he like this year he definitely just doesn't even seem checked in 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 fucking Brooklyn. Like you yeah. got one dude on the team who's like, I'm not playing because I won't get a vaccine, and then when they go like, yeah, we'll relent, but all he still can only play fucking road games. It's just like <laughs> right. half the games. Yeah, and then I heard like basically they have two offenses: one for when he's there, one for when Kyrie's not. And like Harden's oh, just like, shit. I don't want to deal with that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, shit. And KD's hurt again, and like, yeah. hopefully they say he'll be back like not too long after the All Star break. But like, again, like I think a lot of it was, hey, I came here because I thought it was going to be like evenly distributed weight. Like, you know, fucking yeah. KD is going to be here, Kyrie's going to be here. We're all going to be like. Get trying to get this title and then he got there and was like kd got hurt last year kyrie got hurt last year he got hurt mm-hmm. last year so no you know it was nobody there really and then like kd tried to drag him to a title and then fucking this year it's like kyrie won't play because i won't get vaccinated and you know yeah. kd's hurt again and it's just like i didn't come here to carry the weight especially right. not i didn't come here to carry the weight for a team that's not built around me yeah. That's not Can't like get this motherfucking ring. Yeah, and like I'm playing with a bunch of G leaguers and Patty Mills. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think there's like some kind of that. And then there's always the Daryl Morey and um there's somebody else who that's tied to the the time in Houston or something like that. That like they you know, Daryl Daryl loves fucking James Harden. Apparently James Harden loves Daryl because Daryl believed in him. Mm-hmm. When he traded from him 
traded for him from OKC, OKC yeah. to make him a, a the star, and everybody revolved around make him the son basically, and everybody revolved around him. Like he has tremendous loyalty to Daryl because Daryl believed in him. Yeah. Um. If I'm if I'm Brooklyn. As much as I probably don't want to make this deal right now, I'd probably make it because I think your leverage is stronger now uh-huh. than in the summer when he goes, I'm going to Philly. So, yeah, I was going to say, can Harden uh, just dip in the summer? Yeah, he's a free agent in the summer. Oh, shit, yeah. So, I trade his ass immediately. So even though you don't have the salary space right now, the salary cap space to sign him, he can say, like, like the same shit Jimmy Butler did, where he was like, I'm signing with Miami. Now you can either figure out how to get it done or they can trade off contracts and sign me. Like, yep. whatever. what do you want to do? And so they, yep. the Sixers were like, all right, well, we'll get Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so you can you can play that game of like, well, I'm fucking, I'm le- I'm leaving. I'm going to Philly. They're going to either figure something out to do or they'll dump Tobias Harris contract and stretch it. So it, you know what I mean? So he, they make, and then trade off a couple contracts and make room or we can, uh, or you could just trade me for Ben Simmons and accept that. Like, cause right. at that point, then there's no le- real leverage because he, if he's going to leave, you don't really have leverage. Yeah. You've uh, got to take, you yeah, know, you've got to take what you can get for him. Um, <clears throat> so, and then also, right now, there's not a ton of leverage because, like, if they're like, all right, we'll trade you because he demands to be traded, and they're like, we'll trade you to fucking OKC or some shit like that, he can say, well, I'm not resi- I'm not signing an extension there. So they're mm-hmm. trading for me for half a season? Like, that's what they're going right. to get. Right. Um, and you know he's going to leave because he yeah. don't want to be there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, so what is OKC? What is any team going to be like? I'll trade. Uh, okay, we'll trade you a bunch of assets for a guy who doesn't want to sign there. So yeah. Brooklyn's kind of over a barrel. Um, it's going to have to be more than just Ben anyway because the salaries don't match. You got to make salaries match within like you know a certain percentage or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it like the rumor is. As far as Bill Simmons, for whatever you want to count this for, <laughs> but Bill Simmons said he's heard it's Ben and Seth. Really? For Harden, yeah. That's what he's heard. Yeah. He's heard they want ben, they want Seth Curry. Yeah. It's Doc's son-in-law, so I don't know how much Doc is willing to, like, you know, wants to just give him away. Dog, did you hear this shit where Doc was like, uh, you know, they asked him – Something along the lines like, "What did you see in Seth? Like, where you you know wanted to trade for?" He's like, "I ain't see shit in him. He's <laughs> my son-in-law. I wanted to see my daughter more." <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. I did hear that. Doc, Doc is a fucking maniac. Dog. <laughs> um, like, even even if that were the case, and I felt that way as an NBA coach, can't I'm say not that. saying that shit no. in public. No, I was like, "Oh, this that. nigga's a psycho." Okay, this is who we we're dealing with. Also, Doc, yo, shave your head, bro. Like, the the, the nine hairs you brush down on the front of your fucking head. Like, just shave it yeah. down. Doc shit was received when he was in the league. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> I had cards in this nigga. It was like, man, this nigga hairline. Like, yo, if, if LeBron wants to see what his future is, he should look at Doc. Because that's exactly yeah. what's happening to LeBron's hair. Like, <sighs> LeBron has, like, those hairs right here on, like, the sides. But, mm-hmm. like, that's it. And then the rest of that shit is just like going away. Ugh, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Just embrace it, man. Just drop the top. Yeah. Um, yeah I, so 
I don't know, man. Like, I think Harden is your best chance to win in the next couple years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I take I take Dame too. Like if, if like I said, if I knew Dame was coming back from that injury and he's gonna be old Dame, cool. Even if he's like eighty percent Dame from before, that's fine. Yeah. Neither of them play defense, so it's not a big deal. And even Bradley <laughs> Beal, who they've talked about trading for, like he don't play defense either. So. Yeah. None of them play defense, but that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna trade, I don't mind losing Kerry for the same re- same simple reason that like he don't play defense and he uh-huh. terrible on defense. Dude, as much as Ben fucked up last year in the playoffs, his Kerry's defense on Kevin Herter in the fucking fourth quarter when he put up like 17 <laughs> killed us. Kevin Herter, <laughs> Red Velvet was out there killing us. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> so. Jesus. At least Harden's a bigger body. And he's the one thing you can say with Harden is he's strong as shit. He is really yeah. like he's ox strong. So he's not gonna get like pushed around. Like Seth Curry gets pushed around. He's just small, man. Like, you know what I mean? He's not, you know, if you could put another fucking foot on him, like he'd be the best player in the NBA probably. But like yeah. he just ain't got it. Yeah. So he I wouldn't like I would love to keep him have him come off the bench or something like that, but like if we gotta give up him, there's two players I'm not giving up for Harden. Embiid uh-huh. and Maxi. There's the only two players on the roster there who I'm go. like, you can't give up. I don't want to give up Thibel either because like we get retrade Thibel. There's nobody to play wing defense on this team. Yeah. What's what's happening with the fucking defense? We give but up Thibel. I will say this. I'll give him up if it's mm. him. It's like Oh well, then this deal just doesn't get done. It's just like, all right, well, Thibault, you're going. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> There's nobody except for Embiid. Maxie's the only guy I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not trading him. And even and that's and that's now. In the off season, though, hey man, like you only gonna have so many more seasons of Embiid at this level. Uh-huh. You gotta maximize that shit. And I don't want to give up Maxie because I think Maxie's really, really, really good and could be like great maybe like i don't know he could be one of those guys that's like yo they fucking drafted him 21 like 20 20 teams passed on this dude right um punching above his weight yeah like he could be one of those guys where it's like oh all these teams passed on him uh but and he's controlled for like another three seasons because of his contract it's cheap Mm -hmm. like you can't like you don't want to lose those kind of contracts but Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta get a winner on this fucking team because like you can't. You gotta get a winner on this floor because Embiid's only got so many more seasons, man. A dude with yeah. back, knee, and foot issues in the past at seven foot two and two eighty, that's not gonna last forever, man. It's just not. Yeah. We're gonna be looking back like uh, we looking back on AI, man. Remember AI was hooping and shit. Yeah, we could, we could never get it done with him. Yeah, and you don't want to be a, a crime with Embiid. Yeah, AI, you know. Small guard, I get Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Playing in the era of Shaq, Kobe, I fucking get it. Why he didn't he didn't get a chip. And beat fucking Milwaukee won last year. Yeah. The shit's yeah. open for us. And that's you got to make too. something happen. The East is wide open. There's nobody in the East that I'm like, yo, we like right now, we can't win the East. We just don't right. have enough pieces. Right. But you bring a Harden or a Beal, like not Dame right now, just because Dame's not not playing. But like yeah. a Harden or a Beal onto this team, hey man, like here's the thing: only the Bucks really have anybody to throw at Embiid in the East. 
Uh-huh. And like even at then, Brooke, Brooke Lopez has been hurt like most of the year. And Giannis, you can put Giannis, but he can outmuscle Giannis. He's bigger and stronger than Giannis. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's not a lot. Not a lot of guys in the league can say that they're bigger and stronger than Giannis. Yeah. And Embiid right now is playing at a level. He's at a, he's MVP, I think, honestly, right now. And he's just playing at a level where like everything, it it feels like the game's in slow motion for him. Right. Because not only is he fucking dominating, like, on the physical tip, this motherfucker's, like, finessing. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't beat that combination. Nah. A combination doing both as well as he can do it? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, he can. You gotta make something happen. He can muscle you, and he's got feather soft touch. Like, there's not, like, it's hard to do anything else with that. Like, there's just not, it's really hard to guard that. And, like, the other day... He played like shit in the first half, and then was just like, "All right, let's go win this game." And then put up like twenty-seven <laughs> points in the second half, and it's just like, let's "Do it." <laughs> what? Are you, like, he's he's putting up thirty and forty, and ten and six, ten and six, like on a regular basis, and it's just mm-hmm. like, that's that's just a regular performance from him now. So, I don't know, man. Like, who would you take? You know, I I I don't like. Uh, Harden's game as I mentioned earlier I love Dame I'm worried about this injury mm-hmm. I'm worried about uh, how much gas he has in the tank career wise yes uh, so maybe I'm going to say Harden I would love if it were Dame mm-hmm. and Dame did all of the fucking things that we need Dame to do Yeah. so I, you know that's that's I, where I'm at with it I love Dame. Harden has the Philly beard. <laughs> um, and Dame can know. rap though. Yeah, Dame can rap. We gotta we gotta bring back Big Star to <laughs> the streets and get Dame or one of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Bring back the DVDs and let him rap on them shits. I think this city would love Dame. Yeah. Like doing that Dane time shit, like, come on, like dog. Come if he would have hit that fucking three, like he did against uh, um, the Thunder with fucking uh, Paul and uh, and Westbrook, mm-hmm. dog, we wouldn't have had to win a championship. The whole fucking like that would be the most talked about moment in, yeah. in the playoffs in, in twenty years in this city, just because like it was so fucking crazy. Shit was dramatic. Niggas would have tore the city up. Yeah. Yeah, niggas would have definitely been out on like Broad a Street. First round playoff win, <laughs> right? Right. So I, I just think that like I, I love Dame, I really do. And like I said, I'm, I'm a low key Blazers fan. So actually, I wouldn't mind like I'd see Ben go out to the Blazers, and I could keep an eye on him on the Blazers type thing. Because like I said, I'm yeah. a Blazers fan. I always will be because Sheed was there, and like the jail bla- that whole jail Blazers uh-huh. and all that kind of shit. I so, love that team. Yeah, and I, I like. Brandon Roy and like all their dudes like since then like I've fucking loved so yeah. I I do love that 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 team too I I I'm I'm a low key supporter shout out to Ambush and Morgan yeah Morg out there in um in, in Portland um but uh I would love to see Dame if I knew Dame was healthy but I honestly think this this Harden deal is gonna happen either at the deadline or the end of the season. Like free agency, as soon as free agency starts, Harden's the yeah. sixer. The the chatter around it 
has been pretty consistent mm-hmm. it's like amplified now yes absolutely yeah i think it, it's it's almost it's almost a done deal whether it happens it's kind of like the ad to the lakers a couple years ago mm-hmm. where it's like either it's gonna happen at the deadline or it's gonna happen at the end of the year it's gonna happen yeah. like we saw it coming yeah yeah either way it's happening so I kind of feel like that's the thing at this point. I, I feel like the Dame deal is kind of dead simply because Dame's not playing right now. Um, and he won't be free until the summer. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe they'll take Toby for Dame. We get Dame yeah. at Harden. <laughs> now, granted, it will be the worst gonna... defensive backcourt in the fucking NBA. I was going to say, <laughs> how does that even work defensively? <laughs> like, they don't. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the only thing with trading Ben to the fucking. If you had to trade Ben and Thibel to uh the fucking the nets no one's getting an open shot on the wings for us yeah i was gonna say they just locking niggas down over there yeah like that's yeah. that's the only if, if thing ben plays yeah yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> you know thing. what i'm saying we we ain't seen you in a while although his so like it's fun to watch when you're like on nba twitter and you're like scrolling nba twitter essentially you're you're seeing who's like in whose camp and like Shams obviously is connected to Clutch. I think he's repped by Clutch. In fact, I forget mm. somebody said he was repped by Clutch. I forget yeah. who it was. Um, but he's like so he's essentially like Clutch's mouthpiece. So like what Clutch right. once said, he he says it. And Woj is more um the NBA GM's thing. So like mm-hmm. when Woj says something, it's generally coming from the NBA GMs. Right. Um and Shams is more from agents, and but like they both get crazy amounts of news. But and Keith Pompey is directly, who's a reporter here in Philly, he's directly getting it from the front office. So whatever he mm-hmm. reports, he's getting directly from the front office. So when you're following that kind of stuff and you're like, so Ben's basically saying he he's okay going to Brooklyn. Because if they're right. if if Shams is reporting that there's a news that they hard it could be traded, it's like that he then what they're saying is clutch is allowed is saying like hey listen Ben would be okay with going to Brooklyn so yeah, you can say would, this with we no would problem make it happen. yeah um I'm interested man you know I'm gonna be glued to my Twitter for the next couple of days watching to see if anything happens you know something could be happening right now while we're recording who the hell knows yeah. um because that fucking that uh that Kings deal like out of nowhere to get some bonus yeah. for Tyrese Halliburton and fucking Buddy Heald. Yeah, that's like, I didn't hear any. You know, uh, I'll be watching the little fucking uh, nut ass uh, talking head shows and shit. I didn't hear yeah. nobody talking about that being nah, a potential that, deal. Like I, I heard the bonus was going to get moved. That's been the talk for a while, and there was talk that Sacramento was fitting to like trade off a bunch of guys, but that deal those that Sabonis and whoever and like Jeremy Lamb who I didn't even know was still in the league for uh to get traded to um to Sacktown for fucking healed and Tyrese Halliburton and Tristan Thompson now Tristan Thompson will have some kids in uh in Indiana (laughs) that's fucked up (laughs) (laughs) when I saw that I was like uh well damn you know he's like away from the west coast i don't know where you know his john live at i'm assuming <laughs> on the west coast <laughs> all right well now you can like cheat in peace in the, middle, <laughs> the middle of the fucking country Dude, that's the only thing how upset i would be if someone traded me to like i mean sacramento's at least still in california 
Sacramento's at least in California, but it's Sacramento, California. It's not like <laughs> California. <laughs> yeah. Much love to Sacramento. <laughs> shout out to Sacramento. Like, shout out to, like, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but, like, then get traded to Indiana. That's why, yo, I always <laughs> think about that. Like, niggas are being, like, at least, like, popping adjacent places. Yeah. And they get traded to, like, Nowheresville. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I how, mean, like, how does that, like, affect you? Even Memphis, like, even though it's, like, a small market and all that kind of stuff. Like, Memphis is, like, supposed to be, like, a, a cool town. Like, there's a lot of history Memphis there. Is, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You maybe hang out with Juicy J or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> but, like... Like Utah, like dude, if I got traded to Utah, I might retire. Yeah, like yo, I'll play in fucking China before I'm playing Utah. Like, man, I don't know. Man. I hate to say that, but like, oh, Utah just seems. I don't know, I, I, and I got a friend out in Utah. Racist. Yes, and like she will confirm that. Like you know what yeah. I mean. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if I want to do like it's real Mormon out there. Like, there's a lot of like crazy laws in that state. Like, yeah. Um, although, like Utah is pretty close to a bunch of popping states too, though. So, like, you can go to a bunch of different popping states. Right, right. And like, right. honestly, if you're an NBA player, the amount of money you make, even if you're like a smaller time player, you make good enough money where you can be like, oh, I have a house in like Los Angeles, and I have to live there. Yeah, I just have an apartment there for the season type thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think more about it for the families where it's like, yo, I just got to move my family across the country now type thing, mm-hmm. uh, which sucks. And it's the middle of the school year. Um, but whatever. Those people, like, those dudes get paid crazy amounts of money. So, like, yeah. you can keep your family in, in Sacramento for another three months before the season, you know, when the season's up. And then, because you ain't going to the playoffs on Indianapolis or Sacramento. So, <laughs> it doesn't fucking make a difference. Fucking no. Um, yeah, man. So, Next week we might be doing a podcast with all with with Harden as our uh, as our starting shooting guard, yeah. Hard Harden come on as a guest, yeah. Listen, so, we, so bro, you ever, you ever been to Philly before? You like, you you know how how shit goes around here. You need Who to knows? you need me to show you some of the after hours, my G. Like I know you like to get at it. You know, I was what gonna mean? say Harden definitely <laughs> standing on the couch in a yeah. fucking strip club. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's like, all about I, that shit. I know a couple of after hours you can go to, like, you know what I mean? There's, there's the Red Door, and then there's <laughs> Queen's Lounge. Either one of those. Let me know. I might, I might edit this out. When you said uh, the Red Door, it reminded me of, like... They had like the camera on you and shit, uh-huh. <laughs> and you gotta look up. Like, hey, hello! Like, <laughs> they buzz you in that shit. Yeah. <sighs> the den of iniquity. Yeah, <laughs> yo. <laughs> so yeah, Harden, hook, hook up. You know, we we know you listening. Hook up with us. <laughs> we'll show you around town. Yeah, absolutely. I know he's. I man, I'm telling you. I think I said this last week. Club Onyx was still here. Mm. Would have locked him in, dog. Would have been, yeah. would have been, be- yeah. wouldn't even been a question. It would have been no question. <laughs> He'd have been like, "Yo, get the trade done now." <laughs> He'd be like, "Yo, they still got Onyx in that show." <laughs> yeah, come, come through. I'm gonna be there. Um, yeah. 
So I guess we can get to topics this week after we just did a whole Sixers podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, first thing, I wanted to give a major shout out. Summer Soul gets an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Yeah. Questlove's first movie he directed? Yes. Yes. Insane. Yes. Insane. So great, man. Philly shit. First of all, being able to like find out about this festival that like we really didn't really know about um and see just how gorgeous it was it was such a well done documentary too um yeah. beautiful and, footage yes beautiful footage like they uh, did their thing um i don't know what the uh so so i'll say this for a little like background um the uh the harlem uh cultural festival mm-hmm. uh 1969 it was uh filmed for tv Yes. But it never aired, and the uh, the tapes have been like in disuse for decades. So you know, I I don't know how. Uh, so they 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 put this film out based around this footage. I don't know what the condition those tapes were in, but that footage is fucking gorgeous. You yes. know, like it looks like you're watching some like contemporary shit. It's mm-hmm. so bright and clear and vibrant. They really did their thing uh, just from like a visual standpoint, working with this, you know, archival footage. Yeah. And I'm sure that's not the easiest thing in the world because, you know, you're talking about like probably a lot of that was like real film. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like real to real shit. You're not talking about digital film that you can just throw into a processor and like brighten the colors easily and all that kind of shit. This is like diligent work to make this shit look as good as it did. Um, and it's really good, man. Like some of the, it, what was really dope, which I, I think was like really at its core. So important was getting some of the people that were there. Mm-hmm. To Those talk talking about it. Interviews are incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. The the performances mm-hmm. are crazy. Um, you know, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Nina Simone, Sonny Chirac, who I don't think that there's a lot of existing footage of Sonny Chirac. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like uh, d- definitely, you know, some of his other contemporaries have a lot more. So seeing that shit was ill, the fifth dimension and, and the way that they framed the stories and the way that they traced, uh, to me, really traced how uh, black music, I can't even say intersects with uh, black culture and black life. Black music like is like the heart of, of black life and how they really illustrated, you know, whatever was going on in the community was going on in the music. And then they had a relevant performer that like yeah. spoke to that. You know, the gospel section is incredible, absolutely incredible. I grew up in the church, so I love, you know, gospel. And when gospel uh, gets its due as like a foundational aspect of American music, which I don't think we talk about enough, seeing that shit was ill. Mahalia Jackson probably the greatest living singer that's ever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like walked on god's earth it's just yeah it's it's really a feat and it's like it's remarkable that they did this shit you know what i mean and then it came out as good as it as it is absolutely 
Absolutely. It's it's extremely well done. We talked about this when it first came out. Um, and uh, it's so well done. The storytelling is perfect in it. Like you said, I love when they're just like talking about like how like, oh, we didn't even think we'd be, you know, we'd even be called on for this festival and blah, blah, blah. Like all that kind of stories and, and, and how they weave all that stuff in there um, was just so excellent. And I love the testimonial stuff from like the people who were in attendance. I just think it's like it ad- it adds a different dimension to like what you would generally get in um, like a music documentary. A lot of times mm-hmm. you're just getting it from the artist perspective. You know what I mean? Right, right. You're not getting it from this audience perspective and like what this festival meant to people. Um, was just so good, man. And like, uh, like you were saying earlier, um, there's a there's a gentleman toward the end who's saying like, and he's like starting to well up. Yeah, and, yeah, that's oh, that and part. He's, and he's talking about like, I knew this was real. I knew I didn't imagine this because like, the rest of the world just really had like very little idea about this festival. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I ain't know about this shit. And I study black music from that time. Yeah. And you're talking about a city of millions and millions of people. And like only the people who were there kind of really even knew about this thing. Yeah. And it was something that he had a, had a clear memory of. I'm sure it was like a almost foundational memory for this, this, this gentleman. And to see it rebroadcast and shown to him, like, it would be like, and it's not even on the same level, but like me, you, and the homie just went to like Smoking Grooves. And if someone uh, showed yeah. us footage of us at Smoking Grooves, it would move me because yeah. it's like, oh my God, like that's 16 year old me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? At this fucking concert festival thing. Like, it's like that would move me. You know what right. I mean? So for something this on this level where it's like it happened once for well, for a couple of days obviously but like once yeah, yeah yeah and you know what i mean then was never seen really again it's just like i couldn't imagine what seeing that was and like you know seeing the crowds and all that kind of shit and like knowing like where i oh man i was like right there in that pack right over there type thing mm-hmm. It's it's got to be a great family feeling. members and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends who may not be here anymore, mm-hmm. like all kinds of stuff, man. Like it, it, it was really great, and I'm so 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 happy for him and proud of uh, of Quest and everyone else involved. So I want to talk about this. You brought this up to me last week because it was kind of like just breaking as we were uh, talking about it, as you were telling me about it, and we were getting ready to record. So there's a company called Hit Piece. <laughs> yeah. Um that fucking MC Search is involved with. You know how much we love MC Search <laughs> and third base on this podcast. Um <laughs> they were apparently taking people's music and mm-hmm. selling it as NFTs without any the artist consent. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy because uh when this all broke I saw, you know, I'm uh, on Twitter. I follow a bunch of musicians, mm-hmm. and I saw one person post it like, "Yo, what the fuck is this hitpiece.com? And why is my music up here?" And I was like, "Oh, that's crazy." 
but I didn't think anything of it because I've like found music that I've made on like bootleg sites mm-hmm. and shit. I found my shit on a Russian bootleg site. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean that thing my happens. Bad, dog. Just... I didn't mean they're like send that to him. Like... <laughs> if you if that's if that's the lane you try to get in bootleg my shit <laughs> you would for a rude awakening, you ain't gonna make much money off of it. But that shit, you know, that's that's the price of you know, music being in digital spaces. People, you know, rip that shit yeah. and then put it somewhere. So then I saw another person. Yo, what the fuck is hit piece? Why is my why is my whole band camp up here? Mm-hmm. And then another person, another person. And within I would say an hour or so, most of my timeline was talking about that shit. It was crazy how fast the word, you know, and the conversation swept. And of course, what was happening, people would see one person uh-huh. and then go to the site and search it. That's what I did. They had my shit up there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, search put out a statement either today or yesterday uh, where he basically said that, you know, I'm not associated with Hit Piece anymore. You know, uh, it was it was there was no apology in it. You know what I'm saying for uh, using people's music, and it's it's crazy, uh, and I think indicative of just how predatory uh, the music business is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, or the business around music, however you want to frame it. Because like, what the fuck made y'all think that any of this shit was cool? Yeah. And even I don't know exactly uh let me let me look up the the statement that search made. I hate that I'm going to this motherfucker's uh, <laughs> Twitter, but um, it led me to believe that he was trying to say that this was he didn't know you know exactly what was happening let me let me grab the quote. Okay, I am no longer working for at hit piece to so the artists, managers, and labels that I was working with to create partnerships with, I want to apologize for asking you to be involved. This was a poor choice by me and I gave more than I got. I got (laughs) this motherfucker. (laughs) He's like doing Jody Mitchell at the end of this shit. I gave more than I got and I lost more than I gave more (laughs) to be revealed. Nigga. (laughs) See, I was about to say, you know, he acting like he didn't know what was going on, but I don't think that's quite what he's saying here. Um, I just marvel at the idea, like if anybody, if anybody hit me up and was like, hey, you know, we want to start a music delivery service, you know what I mean? And we doing these fucking Zoom calls, putting this thing together. I'm going to ask like, yo. Are the are the artists what's what's the relationship with the artists? Like what's what's happening here? I'm yeah. definitely editing this out. Um So with this hit piece thing, it's like, yo, how do you get this deeply involved in this shit and put your name on it and it's done, like you said, without the artist's consent. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. 
as of like Friday last week, Search was like, yo, Meek, come join us at Hit Peace. <laughs> come to Death Row. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So, like you said, before I heard that statement, I would have thought like, oh, damn, maybe he was like basically Ja Rule of this thing where it was like, let's put a name to it. Like yeah. Search has been in the business for a very long time. He owns publishing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> maybe we put it, but no, like this seems like he was like, people came to him with an idea and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, knew exactly what he was getting into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's don't like Ja Rule with Firefest. Yeah, like Ja Rule <laughs> with Firefest like... was just a name to be attached to it type. Yeah, thing. they 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 did Ja Rule wrong with Firefest. Yeah. This shit, this nigga search is involved in this shit. I don't yeah. give a fuck. And I just I find it so weird that he that they period thought they were gonna get away with this in any fashion. Yeah. Like, I guess, I mean, because I, I want to know, I have to dig deeper, because the two articles I read on this didn't mention if any of the NFTs sold yet, because they were, like, mm-hmm. up for auction or whatever. I'm really interested, because it said, like, their, like, their, their, like, mission statement was, like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to work with the artist and blah, 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 blah. I was like, how are you working with artists who artists don't even know that your shit is there? Like, somebody could be walking existed. around with an NFT of John Morrison's music, and, like, you don't know and didn't get any breakdown of it. You know what I right. mean? Right. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how they thought they were going to get away with that. Like, it would be different if they, like, partnered with Spotify or something to, like, sell NFTs of artists and then, like, whatever their deal is with the label. I'm really interested. Again, I didn't see anything like this. In the, did the labels know about it? Right. I didn't right. see anything that said whether the labels knew that this was going on. But, like, I, I don't think the labels could, because, like, the suits that you could have against your label for selling your music, if you own rights, like, part, like most people are going to own at least some publishing rights to the music. So, um, like, a label can't just sell off something of yours without paying you for the publishing that you own on it or whatever you own in in uh in the process so i mean they shouldn't be but like i don't know like (laughs) this is yeah exactly so i i just it's so amazing when you brought this up to me last week you were like yo we'll get into this more next week as like more stuff comes out um because yeah. when you said it to me, I was just like, "What the? F- what are you like? How? How did they think they could sell NFTs to shit that they don't own?" Right. It's dog. It's this fucking get rich tech yes. shit. Niggas is not doing like the due diligence or even like the common sense thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If a motherfucker, if you put out a, a record on Bandcamp. And a motherfucker come to you, most of the time, this is what people do. Somebody says, yo, I got a label. I want to press this on vinyl or I want to press cassettes. They come to you and ask you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because y'all, you know, are fucking, uh, I don't know, like doing coke off each other's asses <laughs> and fucking, you know, praying to the God of, of, of tech. Don't mean that you can skip steps. Yeah. Simple common sense steps. You know what I mean? If somebody owns a piece of intellectual property, I say this as somebody who samples. <laughs> somebody owns it, but I recognize what I'm doing is illegal. You know what I'm saying? But like, 
yo, to take somebody's shit and sell it as a fucking NFT, you you think you would want to ask for the artist's consent. Yeah. Before you did that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially because you're you're what you're doing is just taking the song and like adding a digital receipt and blockchain and saying like, hey, guess what? You own the NFT for this. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. understand what an NFT of a song is really at this. But like, because is my understanding of a of an NFT was mostly artwork stuff. It's like, oh, you own this fucking cat meme, essentially, mm-hmm. whatever. Visual art. Yeah. Or, or those stupid like monkeys things that like, you know, every Sixers player has for some reason. Um, those things like, okay, like. There's a piece of digital art that you own. Right. Like, you don't have a physical copy of it. Like, I have the same copy. Like, someone posted uh, uh, one of those apes that they they bought. I screenshotted it. Guess what? I own the same ape now. Um, <laughs> but, like, they have the digital receipt saying they own it and they can sell it for whatever amount of money. What do you own an NFT of, like, you know fucking uh you know party in the usa yeah party in the usa <laughs> you bought the nft for party in the usa what do you own because you don't own yeah. the song you know what i mean like you don't own the publishing rights for that song you don't own the digital distribution rights for that song you don't own anything except for like saying that you own an nft of the song is it just a picture of miley cyrus or something yeah so I, I don't I don't even get that whole aspect. Like at least with the Nas thing when he was selling the NFTs of Ultra Black and uh Rare, like mm-hmm. you go, okay, he's but you're getting part of the publishing rights for the digital publishing rights the, for that. Yeah, a percentage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Rights, yeah. So like you're getting what are you getting by buying someone's music that like just fucking download it off iTunes? Like what the fuck is it like yeah. I, I I just don't get it at that point. Like, what what is the what are you buying technically? I I don't know. No. But yeah, it's this weird. shit was a straight scam, and the fact that Search was involved with it is not surprising. He no. also gave us the no. white rapper show. So I mean, what do you want? White rapper show. This is the same nigga that said he was asked to write a rap for Rakim. Yes, and motherfuckers was was uh, sharing that shit all up and down the timeline. When that shit happened, I was like, y'all believe this shit? Yeah. That this, somebody asked this nigga <laughs> to write a rap for, for fucking rock him. But yeah, yo, it's, I've never seen such a, uh, a swift, uh, <laughs> denouncing of a company yeah. as this hit piece thing. And you know, y'all earned it. Absolutely. Y'all really earned it. Yeah. Y'all threw up a major L for, uh, for the year. Congrats to y'all. Um, I guess we can get into some new music. Um, did you listen to anything new this week? Yeah, yeah. Listen to that fucking that John Woo shit. You know what I'm saying Woo. that Conway, Benny, Westside Gun. It, it's it's strange to say that they've been around so long that you can go, oh, this sound like they old shit. Yeah, yeah. But this do kind of sound because they they've all been branching out with different sounds and. and, and mm-hmm. Um, trying different things trying different things right so this is the this song though sounds like the shit you were hearing on like you know all pre you know uh what was the first joint uh like or hitler wears hermes mixtapes or shit like like Mm -hmm. that early shit um uh you know or there's god and fly god praise both like all that kind of shit you know what i mean so 
this shit is hard body. Mm-hmm. Um, Conway, of course, murders this joint. Um, Benny murders this joint. And Westside adds his flair, like what yeah. he always does. Yeah, people be like, oh, man, I don't really fuck with Westside. I love whenever Westside yeah. jump on some shit. Yeah, Because it's too. like... It's like when, in a different, completely different way, stylistically, it's like when Dirty used to jump on shit, mm-hmm. put color in the room and, and add to it. Absolutely. That's the probably the best way to describe it. There's a different, there's a different flavor he adds mm-hmm. that makes you go like, yo, this shit, pop. like I just ate some uh, calamari yesterday. It was like salt and pepper spiced calamari. <laughs> But there was a pineapple dipping sauce. Ooh, yeah. It is West just give you that pineapple dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. So like, a little it, sweet it, with the savory. Yeah, it, it it's he's he just adds another flavor to things or adds color to it, however you want to describe it. But like, he adds a different thing to what the other two do, and it makes me go, I would really love a straight Griselda album. Yes, I had the same thought. Like just, thought. just give me Griselda. All three of them contribute contributing. You know, maybe every song doesn't have to have all of them on it, but like you know, you mm-hmm. can mix in all the other dudes that's associated and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I think it would be so good, man. So 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 good. Just give us a straight Griselda record, and. You know, you let Wes curate that shit and like, you know what I mean? Picking the beats and doing shit like that. Be crazy, man. Give us yeah. that Griselda record, yo, for real. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with um, it. Besides that, we can start wrapping up. Um, You can hit us up at Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter. You're John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. Indy underscore SRS on Twitter. That's I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S. And um, you, can get us, you can get at us on SeriousRapShit.com. It's where all the merchandise is. We got hoodies, jackets, uh, beanies, whatever, T-shirts. It's all there. Go, to go grab something. We got the mugs to put some coffee in this joint mugs. Go grab mm-hmm. something to support the podcast. Um, we have uh, a Vivo channel. Serious Rap Shit Vivo, all one word. You throw that in your YouTube search bar. Serious Rap Shit Vivo. And our channel will pop up. It's also in the link in, in our bios, um, so you can get it from there. Um, but we have exclusive shit going up there. There's stuff that just goes up there. It'll never be in a podcast feed. We have whole like bonus episodes up there. Go subscribe. Uh, more shit. Shit goes up weekly. So like, there's always some new stuff coming up there. Um, and if you're listening in that, rate and review us. Um, and that really helps us out. Uh, we just got an awesome review. I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna uh screenshot and send it your way because we just got oh, a really shit. awesome review. It was dope. Um, nice. so you know, support us in any way you can, and, and again, check out the uh the Vivo channel because there's just so much good dope stuff going up there. Um, other than that, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take this fat, 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 fat